We might want to ask the question about the book of John, what is the context of what we just saw, that story? Well, let me tell you really quickly, there's an incredible flow of thought as John wrote these stories in the Bible. Chapter 8, Jesus says, before Abraham was born, I am. In other words, he claims he was God. Amazing. Chapter 9, Jesus proves he is God by healing the blind man. We heard that story a few weeks ago. Chapter 10, Jesus offers salvation as the good shepherd. In other words, he claims he is God again. Now, this story is chapter 11 of John. And again, he proves he is God by raising Lazarus from the dead. You'll hear the rest of this story in just a minute. So if you have your Bibles, grown-ups or anybody else, turn your Bibles to John chapter 11. John chapter 11, New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. That's where we're headed. So just as a way of applying this story to us this morning, I'm going to ask you a few questions that, that will hopefully get, get you thinking about how to apply this to your own life. John chapter 11, here's the first question. Do you see as Jesus sees? So everybody, young and old alike, Let's put on our glasses. Put on your little glasses here. Big folks too, you can do this. Come on now. Do you see as Jesus sees through the eyes of faith? Let's talk about that. The disciples misunderstood. They thought Lazarus was literally sleeping. Jesus knew better. He said, no, he's actually passed away. Sleeping is a term in the, in, the, in the New Testament that actually referred to someone who had already died. Mary and Martha misunderstood. You heard them just a minute ago. They said, Lord, if, you're, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. They each said exactly the same line in John chapter 11. Jesus knew better, didn't he? He saw differently. And then this is a, a part in the story we didn't hear read this morning. The disciple Thomas is in the story. And he came at this conversation with pessimism, with sadness, with depression. And he thought that their world was ending. And he said in verse 16, let us go to Lazarus that we may die with him. But again, Jesus saw differently. So do you see as Jesus sees with the eyes of faith this morning? What did he see? In verse 4, he saw the potential. If you have your notes pages, you might be able to write this down. He saw the potential for God's glory. Verse 4 says, The sickness will not end in death. It is for God's glory. He saw potential and he made it happen. That's our God. Secondly, he saw potential for belief and faith. In verse 15, it says, Lazarus is dead, but for your sake, I am glad that you, that you may believe. He saw potential and he made it happen. And finally, he saw potential for life now and eternal life. Verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though, though he dies, will live. That's potential for eternal life based on our faith in coming to Christ. So friends, I want to tell you, little folks and big folks, Jesus sees potential in every one of us this morning. Potential for these very things that we can bring God glory, that we can have faith and belief in him, and that we can have eternal life. Do you see, put your glasses on one more time.
do you see with the eyes of faith, not just physical eyes, but the eyes of your heart? Do you see that way today? Question number two. Do you hear what Jesus says? Put your hand up to your ear. It's to remind yourself of what we're talking about here. Do you hear what Jesus actually says in this story? Verse 4, he said, This sickness will not end in death. Do you trust his power? Verse 14, he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I was glad that I was not here, that you may believe. What does that mean? It means that if Jesus had healed Lazarus before he died, the people there would not have actually seen him raise someone to life again. There was a powerful moment there when Jesus raised someone who literally had passed away to life again. And so Jesus said, for your sake I was glad that you may believe. Verse 25, we heard it already. Let me read it one more time. This is what Jesus actually says. His words said this. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. That means that we will all physically pass away like Lazarus did. But by faith in Christ, he will keep our hearts, our souls, our spirits alive forever, eternally with him. And someday, he will also raise up our bodies in the great resurrection at the end of time. So then he asks us all this, all this question in verse 26. If you're looking there in your Bibles, this is the most crucial question perhaps in the whole story. Do you believe this? Believe what? Well, everything Jesus had said. Are you listening to what Jesus had said? So put your hand to your ear one more time. Are you listening, everybody, today to what Jesus has said? Jesus speaks to us about eternal life, about belief in him. One thing is certain. You can't be impartial about Christ. He says he is God. Unbelievable. And he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life No one comes to the Father except through me. Are you listening to what Jesus has said? All right. Did you miss me? I'm back. I'm back. We had a couple questions at the start. I want to give you three more questions to think about this morning. First of all, did you see what Jesus did? Did you see what he did? What did he do? What did he do? Shout it out. Raise Lazarus from the dead. It actually happened. It's real. It's not a fable. It's not just a story. Did you see what he did? He brought life from death. Don't miss it. He took a cadaver, that's a dead guy, and he caused decaying cells to come alive and to grow. Jesus is the author of life itself. So here's what we can do put your hand like this. Do you see what he did? Do you see what he did? He's still rolling stones. That's a good song. Look it up. All right, here's question number four. Question number four. Do you feel as Jesus feels? Put your hand on your heart now. Do you feel as he feels? Did you notice verse 35, shortest verse in the Bible, it says Jesus wept. It shows that he was God, but he was also a man. He had emotions like all of us do. He was sad. At another time, it says, the Bible says that he wept over Jerusalem. 
over his people who would not listen to him and not follow his teaching. Verse 38, Jesus was deeply moved. By what? Well, by his friend Lazarus who had died. By death, by loss, by sorrow. Death is not fun. It's terrible. He was deeply moved by the consequences of sin that had led all of that to happen. By the fact, listen now, by the fact that Lazarus was totally unable to remove his sickness and stop himself from dying. Couldn't do it. He had no power over his own body in that way. He was helpless and needed saving. Jesus was sad because all that happened to his friends. Do you feel this way? Do you feel grief over loss? Do you feel sadness over the effects of sin in the world? Disease, sickness, death, hatred, war. Do you feel sorrow over sin and death? Do you feel sad for others who don't yet know Jesus as the saving one? Think about that. Last question. Here we go. Number five. Again, do you hear what Jesus says? There's more that he says that we didn't hear at the beginning. Do you hear what Jesus says? In verse 40, it says, If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Those are his words. In verses 41 and 42, he prays to the Father. And he prays and he says that they may believe. And then verse 25, we've heard it already. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, in Jesus, will live even though he dies. And then did you hear what he said to Lazarus? When Lazarus was still in the grave, verses 43, he said in a loud voice, take away the stone. That's an awesome line. Take away the stone. Lazarus, come out. Do you understand spiritually what that means? Again, listen to what Jesus says. He's saying, come alive. He's saying, breathe again in the spirit. What is God saying to you today? Big folks and little folks, what is he saying to you? Is he asking you to trust him with something in your life? Is he reminding you that like Lazarus, you cannot save yourself? Is he calling you to believe in him for eternal life? Are you listening? So what now? Let's finish this off. After seeing the story of Lazarus acted out and considering some questions... What do we do with all of that? What, what does this mean to you and I today? One commentator has said that the raising of Lazarus was Jesus' climactic sign, the biggest one he ever did. This seems to heighten the other signs, the six of them that we've already heard as a church, because he brought life out of death. This story is filled with the gospel, everybody. That's the good news of Jesus as the Savior, at another time, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. This story reminds us that death is real. We will all die physically someday. But this story demonstrates God's power over death in bringing life out of death. Life and wholeness to all of us as we believe in him. This story gives us the promise of resurrection Believers in Christ, though they die physically, 
will live eternally with God. And this hope is only for those who respond like Martha. Do you remember what Martha said in the story? She said, I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God who has come into the world. So one more time, put on your glasses, everybody. Do you see as Jesus sees with the eyes of faith? And then do this. Do you see what God does? He can do anything. And then do you feel what Jesus feels? Sorrow over sickness and death and pain and sin in your life and in the world. And finally, do you hear what Jesus says today in his word? If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Do you see that connection, everyone? Lazarus is a sign that means something pointing to something greater. His resurrection is a sign pointing to Jesus who was raised a little while later from dead, from the death. And because Lazarus was raised from the dead, we can trust God's power over death. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we can trust him for our own eternal life and resurrection someday. Final question. Final question for all of you to think about. Have you invited Jesus to be your resurrection and life? If not, you can do so today. It's as simple as A, B, C. A, admit your need. Like Lazarus, you can't save yourself. You need someone else. You need God himself in the person of Christ. B, believe in him. Believe in Jesus, that he is who he said he was, that his words are true, you're listening, and you're obeying to him. That's belief. And finally, confess your belief in him. That means that you say it. You do more than just believing it in your heart. You tell other people. You say it. You confess your belief and your commitment to him. If you have never prayed this simple prayer, asking Jesus to forgive you of your sin and to be your Savior and Lord, hear him calling you to do so today. Listen to him. After the service, tap one of us on the shoulder, one of us in yellow shirts, or one of the pastors, and we can lead you in prayer if you are interested in talking with us or asking more questions. So let's pray right now. Everybody, three, two, one. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you today that so long ago you proved your power by raising Lazarus from the grave. We praise and thank you that at your own resurrection, you guaranteed that we who believe in you, also have the power to live forever with you. You will raise us up someday. Thank you also that the promise, that there is a promise that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved and will have eternal life in you. We praise you for all these things in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. As I look out on everybody here, I see a bunch of adults in the back and you're completely exhausted this morning, aren't you? What a wonderful time we have had. We're so glad that you've been able to join us here. Just a few housekeeping matters before uh, we exit the, aud the auditorium. The children are all corralled up here at the front, and we want to say to you parents, you can come and get your kids from out of the corral. Just come down the various aisles that are here, and there'll be some individuals there, and they'll ask you for the name of your child, and then you can come and get them. If you would all comply with that, that would be great. Now, once you've got your kids, please don't leave. And that's to all of us, even if we don't have any kids here today, please don't leave because we have a gourmet lunch downstairs. That's right, it's a gourmet lunch. 
We have the best gourmet hot dogs in all of Hamilton. And they're ready for you in our fellowship hall and our gymnasium downstairs, which is at that end of the building behind me. So please stay for lunch. There's lots to eat. Everybody can have fun. As well as the bouncy castle is in the foyer. The carnival will happen immediately after lunch or even before, I guess. We had to move the carnival inside because of our weather conditions today. So we hope you will stay and have fun with us and enjoy the food. And let's pray. We're going to ask God's blessing on the food. And then, parents, you can come and get your kids. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this wonderful time today. We pray you'll be with us now as we enjoy fellowship with each other. And we thank you for this food and for the fun we're about to have. Amen.